Hi, I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller, and this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family YA book club podcast. Today we'll be discussing Glass Sword, the second book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. Welcome to a bonus episode of Reading with the Rockefellers. We are in our mid-season break in between seasons two and three, Glass Sword and King's Cage, and we are going to be bringing you some fun bonus episodes to decompress after all of that and get ready to go right back into the emotional trauma that is this series. (laughs) So we are going to have a few fun bonus episodes to just kind of lighten the mood and also um, get an idea of where we are, who we have at play in our story, and then uh, we will wrap up the actual season with our fan casting episodes where we give our opinions on who should play all these characters in the upcoming series on Peacock. If it ever happens. If If it ever ever happens. happens. It's going to be like Steven Spielberg's version of The Talisman at some point in time. He's sat on for 40 years. Yeah, he's just sat on it for 40 years. So today we are going to start with the first of our bonus episodes, which is going to be character review. So we're just going to go over um, not so many of the main characters that we met in the first book because we did that at the end of season one. If you haven't heard that episode, you can jump back. It was, I think, almost this time a year ago, something like that. Pretty Eight, close, I think uh, so. Yeah. Eight or nine months ago. I can't remember. Go back in our in the catalog. It's back in there. It'll say character review so before our first fan casting yeah back towards the end of season one somewhere in the 30s range so this one we are going to pick up with the new characters that have become a part of our story in book two and we are going to start off with everybody's favorite brother shade so mia tell us what we know about shade so far why do I have to do it? Because you wrote this out and did a fantastic job. Oh, but I, the reason I gave everyone one, so yeah. You can. So what <laughs> what what we're working on also is this is kind of transitioning from going through the book and the stories to the characters themselves, and really a description. What we what we have scouring the books of an actual physical description of these characters. Yes, and then we kind of want to discuss what where what they've done in the story their personalities and kind of what we think would be the difficulties in casting these because yes. we're transitioning into the cast the I challenges think. of playing these characters so what do we know mia physically about shade well he has honey colored mm-hmm. eyes they have weird eyes they have weird eyes everyone in has like an yeah. eye color that is just except colored green green right uh brown hair tall but not as tall as Brie and Tramie. Brie and Tramie. Because they're just huge, right? Because they're, they're just slabs giant, of beef. Giant slabs yeah. of beef. Exactly. Uh, lean, and Shade is the handsome Barrow brother. Yeah. Quote, unquote. According to Mare. So Brie and Tramie are gross. Brie and Tramie are uggos. <laughs> I feel like you can acknowledge, like, yeah, he's he's handsome, but not be, like, attracted to him. I guess. Yeah. Can you acknowledge your brother's handsome? Yes. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. My brother's, I guess, handsome. I don't know. My friends told me he was handsome. I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> Guys, that's my brother. <laughs> so for Shade, what do we know? Because we just barely got 
Shay, like at the very end of Red Queen, right? She just saw him basically, and that mm-hmm. was like that it. Was it. So, what do we know about Shade? He's kind of a prankster. Yeah, he's got a good sense of humor. Yep, he will go to the ends of the earth and back, literally, to save the people that he loves. Yes, yes. very loyal. Very loyal. Very loyal. Loves his family. Yeah, he's got um, possibly like that paramedic complex right you know where you just want to like save everybody yes like i can't i can't save enough people yes right even with this ability yes and he has kind of a opposite personality for mayor in just about every way because she's so (laughs) she's such a downer and he's such a positive he's he's, influence right he's about as optimistic as you can be in this world he pulls it together when mayor loses it yes Yes. because he is so calm under pressure he doesn't get riled up, really, no. but he's the one that's more like liable to poke the bear when things aren't. Yes, going going well. bad, yeah. you know, with the prankster thing, yeah. more to kind of keep things lighthearted, right? Where and I think that's why he and Kaloran got along, right? It's like you and yeah, me, yeah, dude. Yeah. And then Mare's like a total mess. Yep, all the time. <laughs> or no, she's a total mess when it comes to. The pressure. Yes. yes. And she's more collected every other time. But yes. you put her under pressure and she just and she she instantly falls, falls yeah. apart. Instantly falls apart. And I kind of think, we didn't talk about this during the actual season because it didn't really pop into my mind till recently, but I think Shay dying had a lot to do with her immediately turning herself in yeah. when the jet goes down because I think she's still, Shay's not there to be the one to like, walk her through mm-hmm. these intense situations and she just lost him and she's crushed and then the pulp thing goes down. So I think there's a... She's already lost anchor, so much Shade hope. Is, right, Shade is such an anchor for her that she got him back and that he was was who he was that I think once she lost him, it was pretty much going to be there. downhill from there for, for her for a while. Mm-hmm. So... Very important character to cast. Yeah. Like they're getting they're getting to my family too. Right. So right. I've got to give him what he wants or they, they're gonna find the rest of my family and kill right. them too. Right. And I think Shade's important to cast because it's yes. an integral for this book specifically, very integral integral yeah. character. He needs to be the emotional compass. Yes. For right. sure. Right. I and it's the kind of thing where you don't think it's as difficult to play as it is the character who just comes in for mostly one, you know, book, season, movie, whatever, and then their death has a huge impact on the audience and the characters. Right. It's a lot harder than some people think it is to pull off. Yeah. You need somebody that has an emotional range and acting like when Brendan Fraser's on Scrubs. Yes. And he yes. can be hilarious and then turn around and emotionally devastate you at the exactly. same time. Right. It's, yes, it's very important to have that, yeah. that kind of an actor. And for the people when they're watching to be crushed when he dies too. Right. You can't just say, oh, Mare's crushed, so I have to feel crushed. You as the viewer should yes. be crushed. Yeah. So he needs to endear himself to the audience very quickly. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's kind of, it's not a similar character at all to Maven, but in this kind of a similar way, when you cast Maven, you have to have somebody who can make you for the first 85% 
of Red Queen mm-hmm. really buy into it because there are people who watch, and there will be people who watch the show who've never read the books. Right. They have to really love Maven and think this, oh, I love this guy. Mm-hmm. And then have the rug pulled out from under them and have someone yes. who can play that and the awful person that Maven really is. Right. So I think for Shade, you've got to have someone that everybody, he plays that character that is, Keeps things light, is the emotional center without being annoyingly altruistic. Yes. We've talked about this with Peter Petrelli yes. on Heroes. It's a character you have to, it's, it's a fine such line. such a balancing act. Because you could absolutely make this character. So annoying. So annoying if you don't watch it. Yeah. Kind of like Mare. That's why I think Mare so it's such a struggle because we talk about how it's like, God, Mare, shut up. You're so negative. Girl. But you got to have an actress that can play that. And you not just hate the character. Yes. Right. It's going to be rough. Right. Cameron's going to have to be the same way. Yes. And Cameron's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. So, Shade? Yeah, it's going to be a tough yeah. one. Yeah, it's a, it's a toughie. I've got a couple of good ones for Shade we'll go through. I've, I've only got like two, but I think both of them are really good options. Awesome. Yeah. So. Okay, next. The Colonel, who we did touch on in our first episode. Yeah. So, we won't need to spend a lot of time on The no, Colonel. We no, we didn't. They they, he wasn't in the first book. I thought we put him on the fan casting. No. Oh. We've talked about who we want to cast before because there was no way we were not saying <laughs> we've, we've anything. We've talked about it during the season. <laughs> right. I just thought he was part of the slideshow from season one, which meant that nope. we talked about him. No, he was on not. there, but it, we weren't. Yeah, the slideshow, he was on the slideshow. Anyway, Colonel Farley. <laughs> um, Blue eyes, one of them bloodshot. Or was this blood red, actually? Blood red, yeah. Uh, gray, white hair. Well, it's like it's, there's blood in the right. eye. Right. Like his eyes actually, yes. So you can still see his blue eye, but like the white's probably just red. Is that right? Basically what you're, what, what, I, what, what I would say. Yeah. If you've seen anybody that has, yeah. Relatively tall, described as wiry mass of muscle. So. Yeah. Deceptively strong. Yes. yes. Where it's like he doesn't look like he could break you in two, but, but he, he can totally can. break you right. in two. And there's an intensity there. Mm-hmm. Stoic. Very stoic. His face is not going to give anything no. away. But, I think but you, you can tell that there's something that made him this way. Right. Like right. The, he, this is not how he's always been. He's just gone through a lot. And I think, and you've got to have some real subtlety as, in the scenes where they come back from the prison. Yeah, pr- yeah. Like yeah. He, when he's looking for Farley. And he finally sees Farley. So you, there's got to be a little subtlety a little where subtlety. you know that he's worried about Farley, but he's but not he going to let anyone... Sh- yeah, right. He doesn't want anyone to see it. Right. So. The I, actor it, has to be very good at nonverbal... Acting. Yeah. Yeah. We've got this one in the bag. <laughs> we pretty much do. There's only one option that we have. There's only one option that we need. I, it's like Wolverine. It's just, it's just there's only it really one is. person possible. It yeah. really is. I agree with Anybody that. else would be ridiculous. 100%. The next one's not so easy. But we've got some decent... We've got some decent ones. Some some, some good possibilities. Yeah. The next I realize is Cameron. That these first three characters that I wrote all have the description of tall somewhere. But tall is relative to Mare, who's like... Five foot. Five foot. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, Cameron is, is, is really tall, actually. For a female, I think she's pretty mm-hmm. tall. Yes. So that's another struggle with that yeah. character. The good thing about it is that most of the time you're not hiring underage kids anyway right. because they require completely different yeah. 
rules on set. So you can get somebody that's the height of an average 18 year old and they can still play Cameron because she's supposed to be tall for her height. Right. Yeah, so, I think I agree. For her age. For her age. For her yeah. age. Tall for her height. Right. Her age, yes. Add Words are hard. Words, Words are hard. Dark brown Mom, eyes. It's not female district from Victor 12. She's She's got dark brown eyes, black hair, dark skin, tall, lean. Yeah. So no, no racial ambiguity. Nope. With Cameron, there's there's not a group of people out there arguing whether or not Cameron is black. She's definitely black. Yes, and she's lived in where the techies live. What are they? What is that? The tech slums. The tech slums. Yeah. 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 So she's gonna be even at fifteen, and I think that's why having an older actress is also okay. She's seen some crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wise beyond her years. Right. Especially street For smarts. Sure. And, right. And she escaped from the prison. I know she has an ability. But she figured out how to use it. She still figured out how to use it and get out of prison. So she's very street smart. Savvy. And, and figured out how to use it while being silenced. Right. Like she figured out how to use it while they were out walking and probably just started testing it little by little. Right. You well, know? to be fair... Si- the silent stone didn't affect her at all. Are you sure? She said she didn't feel it. Hmm. I guess I forgot that part. She just didn't know she had an ability before she was in the prison. Mm. But she would still have to kind of test that out and use it. But yes. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. She didn't, didn't even really know she had it until Mare found her. She she knew she could do something. She just didn't know what it was. So it makes you wonder: do, Does the silent stone affect Arvin's? Arvin is that whatever they are? Yeah. I wouldn't think so. Since I don't think it's it would affect their silence. Blood. Right. Nah. So maybe that's why, because she's like a super silent supreme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what they forgot to give us that one time at Taco Bell? <laughs> super silent supreme. Yes. I drove all the way up there. I was like, listen, I did not get my super silent supreme. <laughs> I yes. want that and a free drink. Yes, and I think some so. Taco coupons. Taco coupons. And <laughs> well, yeah, more taco coupons. And you're out of mild sauce. How are you out of mild sauce? How do you sauce? out of mild sauce? Out of mild sauce and large cups. We had a very frustrating <laughs> trip to Taco Bell last week. It was pretty bad. It was very frustrating. You should never run out of something that doesn't go bad. Cups <laughs> don't go bad, really. Just order more. Have have four hundred boxes more cups than you need because they're never going anywhere. Also, there's a Taco Bell <clears throat> a mile and a half from you. Well, yeah, there's I a Taco Bell every mile and a half from them. Yeah, Psst. just call them up and ask them. Call another store. Anyway, anyway, Cameron's in the same boat as we were talking about with Mayor. That's going to be a tough one because you've got to make her not super annoying, not so annoying that everyone just hates her because we kind of hate her in the book. Her. I know. And it's it's the thing where it's like I feel like how we're reading it with no idea of who she really is and like we're just reading it in whatever tone we imagine. Right. She comes off as more annoying in the book. I think right. if we get the right person to play her, then the she can kind of turn it around and she won't be quite as annoying. It'll have to be yeah, someone who can right. perform subtly because everything is from Mare's point of view, right. right? So since she's so irritating to Mare, she just she's comes just off irritating as this to serious, us. irritating. Which is why I think Farley comes off as like the superhero, right? Yeah. Because that's how Mare sees her. And then starting next book, 
she starts to realize Farley has a human side. Yes. But everybody else has seen clearly. Right. But she but has. Mare's but Mare had rose-colored glasses on when it's come to Farley. Yes. Yeah. All right. John. This is a big one. Wow. Honestly, because he, he's in it in this book very little, but. Huge impact. He has a huge, huge. impact. And yes. I think. The way he's written, too. Well, let's Let's cover his. Physical yes, dis- yeah. the physical description was really interesting to me because I had never read his like comprehensive physical description before, and I had never really pieced it together. Yeah, but it's, it's very interesting. Wiki? Yes, yeah. Thanks, Fandom Wiki. There's a great wiki for this, by the way. Yeah, if that's you're part where I of got the fandom of and you it. haven't jumped onto the Fandom Wiki, do it for pretty much anything. Yeah, there's a Fandom Wiki for almost everything. Yeah, this one is exceptionally this one is really good. good. Maps, everything, which I guess will definitely be updated with the new version. Yeah, yes. there's there's a lot of great stuff on there, as we found out with the Jeopardy episode yeah. that is from just interviews with Victoria Aviar, yeah. different different other writings that aren't the book. So there's a lot of really interesting information in there. But John has blood red eyes. Yes. Gray hair. Yes. Gray and gray and wrinkled skin, despite his age. So he's not. He's old. not actually that old. His skin is just gray and wrinkled. Right. He definitely grew up in like Newtown or something right. like that, where they don't see the sun. He appears bent with age, but is still feared. So he still yeah. has something. Probably aura about him. Maybe worked in a mine right. or he's, something like that. He's done something. Yeah, but he he has an air about him where, like, not a cockiness or self assuredness, but just like because he's got this omniscient thing. Yeah. So he's kind of already made peace with everything that's going to happen. Right. So he just seems super chill. Yeah, and I he think, doesn't really care. Right, yeah. and from Mayor's point of view, he's kind of arrogant. And he's kind of like, well, he could have done all these things, but he didn't. So he's just being this. But I think it's because he knows exactly how things are going to happen. And I, in this world, and I kind of like it, he can't change things. Yes. Like, things th- are going to happen the way they happen, and they mm-hmm. have to. He just knows it. And I think that I don't obviously know because there's no John backstory. But it seems like he had someone that he cared about and something happened to them. And he, or was going to happen to them, and he could see it, and he tried to fix it, and it still, and it still happened, right. or it made it worse, made it or worse. something. So he's just learned to not meddle with it, right? So that's going to be another one where you have to see. He's not arrogant. Yeah, he's just kind of, like you said, resigned himself to the fact that this is the way things are going to be. Yeah, and he's only got like four pages of lines, but they're really important. Right, yes. and, and for, they all hit very hard. Yeah, and for him, he's it's interesting character because for him, life is like a book he's already read, but he can't do anything about. Yes. So he's just wandering from place to place to place, doing the things he knows he's supposed to do because he's seen it. Right. And knowing he can't stop everything that's about to come. Anything. Yeah. Probably knows when he's going to die. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he knows when he's going to die. So it's just, it's just, it's really an interesting character. I think yeah. you need a really, I've got, I think a perfect person for this character. There needs to be storms behind the eyes yeah. for sure. I think like, there's a perfect person for this character. We've talked about it. I think you may have brought it up. Yeah. You brought the actor up, but I don't know if it was You're for this particular character. Up. Right. But yeah, I think it's perfect. Yeah. Stay tuned for that yeah. one. Yeah, stay tuned for that one. That'll be fun. Super fun. But it's it's an integral character, even though he's in it so little. Because I know he's in later. Cause I haven't read some of the later books. Yeah. But I know he does pop up he again. He does pop up He pops again. up in King's Cage a little. Yeah. But he's one of those characters that 
is so is much more important than the amount of screen time or actual page time he has yes. in the book. Right. Because his character reverberates through the rest of the story. Yeah. And like I said, his lines all need to hit very hard, but they can't be overacted. Mm-hmm. No. No. So they have you have to understand the gravity of the situation and the importance of what he's saying without like the actor being able to be like listen to me this is insanely important right you know it's it has to be subtle I, it, there, yeah there has to be a very su- a subtlety of this performance mm-hmm. so nicholas cage you're out right. <laughs> most definitely sorry buddy sorry. but you don't need this you're nicholas cage right stick to doing what you do best yes being nicholas cage and i think he's also too old he is he is. I don't think I see character... John more in his mid thirties. I do too. He I don't just think looks somebody older. with yeah. I don't think somebody with as much that weighs on his brain as it does can live very long. No, I think that that's why he's stooped. Also, too, is the weight of everything that yep. he carries, and that's going to take a toll on your body, and I your feel... body's just going to shut down. Yeah, I feel like he he kind of physically embodies what he's gone through mentally. Yeah, yeah, wasting away. Yep. Yeah. The, the weight of everything. He's aging because he sees every... Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's... Obviously lives a nomadic life right. for the most part, too. So you Right. Know. And there's not medical care here, either. So if he's got a mental disorder, he's not getting any care for that. Nope. You right. Know. Yeah. He's when, not getting much food. Right. No nourishment. So I don't see him being... Even in his 50s, right. I don't see him living that long. No. Where did they first meet him? Was it, was it like in a place where there was nothing but ash yes. and everything, and mm-hmm. he just kind of was basically it, blended into the ash? Because there had been, a, it was a coal mine, and there was a fire. Mm-hmm. The whole town was still like smoldering. You could see the fire coming from up out of the thing. That's but right. But they found like a library, and so they wanted to get as many books as they could for Ada to learn all that stuff. And that's when they found and him. And that's right. when they found him. Yeah. yeah, he just kind of blended in yeah. with the ash. He yeah. was just like just kind of emerged from it. Yeah, because like hazmat suit gray. from Chernobyl was Farley with them because she, I did yes. Farley like pretty much had no time for his crap. She was the she was like, you know, running at him and he was moving, just like stepping out from of the, the way because he knew she was coming. She knew, right. He knew she was coming. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, a bamboozled Farley is. Kind of it's it's one of like the only times that I enjoyed seeing Farley angry. Yeah, tripped up a little because it was funny. Uh, so the next Farley. one is like our quandary. <laughs> we cannot figure this dude out at all. Mostly because when you see like the inverted commas generally accepted uh, canon of what these characters look like, the Samos family is typically represented by asian people but there's not a lot of asian men that meet the description that we're given of ptolemus no and i don't necessarily know if the samos family is asian i know that's what makes me think maybe they're not because vaguely she said they have vaguely asian features and that's the only thing that points to asian and like every single thing i see is nothing but asian people but it's from their mom's side right and the problem with ptolemus is everyone i've seen is like these asian square jawed guys Ptolemus is described as kind of intimidating looking, thick neck, broad shoulders. So he is a big, just a a large, large dude, dude with a long nose and a tiny mouth. Yeah, they've got to go like Samoan or something like that. I would think know? so. I I, yeah. I did. I'm looking into this. The, yeah, there was one person that I found that is I don't even know what nationality. I mean, he's from Australia, but he looks more. 
maybe Aboriginal Islander or, or Philippine. Yeah, he yeah. looks more kind of like the uh, Filipino. You know what I mean? And kind of oh island. yeah. So he has that look is right there. Yeah, so he's he's got kind of the good look, but Ptolemus is also okay. So let's, let's read, read the, the description. description. Go ahead and read the description. <laughs> We'll, we'll start with that because he's. I think he's a tough character because I know how big he is yeah. in the later books. He's yeah. very pivotal, and he needs and so to is Evangeline. Look scary as heck. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he, with with he's big anyway, and they've got all that sharp stuff yeah. all around him. He's got to look so intimidating. Yeah, uh, black eyes, silver hair, a thick neck, a long nose, strong jaw, broad with long fingers. So he's just and a, also tiny rosebud mouth. Right. So he's just a big, thick. I feel like the tiny how rosebud describes it. I feel like the tiny rosebud mouth thing is almost. She said it like like her mother or something. Yeah, like that, I think like but, he, he has he has their father's long nose and their mom's tiny rosebud yeah. mouth. Rosebud is just one of those words that's been ruined for me by the internet. Yes, I agree. So yeah. I, yeah, there's several of those that are like, can we not? Can we retire that word because now I just it's uncomfortable small mouth i think part of that has to do with also because he's more of the strong silent guy than the one who's going to give you a soliloquy right so i think he just wants to kill you right doesn't want to talk and that's why i think this he needs to be a very intimidating looking person very intimidating but also relatively young like he's not that old no yes and that's hard when you're casting because actors traditionally don't bulk up like that that young. Right. Because they need to be able to play younger parts. Right. When you're like in your early 20s, you need to still be able to play teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's or not Otherwise a you're never going to get yeah. work. I think we've talked about it off mic before and since the character doesn't have that many lines where he actually says things, he just needs to stand there and be intimidating. So we started looking more into like wrestlers. Because that's that's, that's who's going to have the size, of... the intimidation. A standard Hollywood actor is not going to have is a, a stunt person, maybe, right. like, but not a standard Hollywood actor in their twenties. Like you see Chris Hemsworth and you see him all jacked now, and you're like, oh, he's huge, but he's really not. Right. Then you look at him next to normal people; he's not that big. No. Chris Evans, not that big. No, he's like maybe five nine. Right. And you know, got yeah. some muscles, but it's Sebastian just... Stan is like six one, like he towers over Chris Evans. Right. They had to do a lot of what you call it to make to make it look but right like, to also, make Bucky look smaller. Most actors are tiny. Most yes, actors a lot are of them tiny. Are really small. So we got and and professional wrestlers do have to be able to a they can do fight scenes right because mm-hmm. that's what they do. What so they do. We and know they can actually. I mean, won't be they a have problem. to be able to have some level of acting ability to play right. something else. So yeah. there's at least something there because no wrestler actually plays themselves no no, no. But that's why i had to, when i found because we had the same issue with brie and tramey yeah because yes. they're both really big beefy dudes and i've got some good guys that i think would be perfect for them that are similar in, in it's the same vein because they're wrestlers they're big large dudes but right all of these guys also were former athletes they're either like former football, football players, players or, or rugby yeah. players or something like that so they have very athletic large guys rugby is a Heck of a sport. It's intense. I like watching rugby. Yeah. The dude I have for Ptolemus played rugby in Australia for a while. Nice. He's a, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he lo- he looks, I mean, I could just see him. I almost want to take a picture of him and print it in black and white and draw all the little spiky metal <laughs> stuff all over him for his suit because I think it'd look pretty cool. Superimpose the suit that, uh, the suits that Michael and Janet Jackson wore in the Scream videos, <laughs> yes. the spiky stuff all over them. Yeah. Yeah. 
There you go. Ptolemus. Right. Ptolemus. He's, <laughs> he's got an impact, though, because like I said, in the next couple of books, him and Evangeline become really large parts mm-hmm. of the overall story. Can we call him Ptolemus? Ptolemus, yes. But the thing is, his he impact is, is not because of the things he says or does, typically. It's because of how much Evangeline knows about him and says about him. Right. He doesn't really do a lot on his own. It's mostly just his existence impacts the story because he's Evangeline's brother. Right? Well, and he, he, he is... A killing machine. He's a killing yes. machine. He's 100% protective of his sister. Right. They have a very, very close Which is actually kind of cute when it you think really about cute. it. Well, it is really cute. It is. Well, it's just been the two of them. Right. Their I'm parents sure don't really care no, about their father that much. is a monster. Yeah. And their mom and their is their mom just spends money and doesn't care. Yeah. So they're their so much. they're like a typical spoiled brat brother and sister. That's oh, you guys aren't Parks and Rec fans, but there's Jean Jean Ralphio and Mona Lisa Saperstein. It's great. I'll have to show you a video. Hmm. Just the worst. I mean, I know they're not. Are they twins? No. Okay. Uh, those two are twins, but yeah, same thing. They're just the worst humans possible. It's oh, like, wow. Ugh. Wow. It's, and it's weird. I think we talked about this because it was brought up in the first book. Ptolemus is about the, is just like a, around the same ages. <clears throat> um, Cal? No, around the same age as. Uh, Brie? No. What am I thinking? They they had Ptolemus the first time <clears throat> Corianne was pregnant because she had a miscarriage. Before Cal? Before Cal. Okay. And then they got pregnant with Evangeline not long after Corianne got pregnant with Cal. Mm, okay. So T- Piolemus is a couple years older? Yeah. Probably 22, something like that. But it's it's clear that they were timing when they had kids so that they'd be around the same age as the crown prince right of course i mean that's probably a big thing they do right it's it's a thing and i uh, talking about the what we're going to see in the next books because evangeline gets a point of view yes she does a much bigger character which is why the casting for her was so important and i Mm -hmm. think who we came up with is going to be able to play that really well yeah definitely yeah, Ptolemus is a tough one, but I think we've I think we've got some ideas that will work because, like you said, he doesn't have to have a ton of lines, right? Really, he just has to be intimidating and be there to back up Evangeline, right? Hey, sis, I got you. Gotcha, sis. Um, which brings us to Ada, another who, very important character, right? Long term, mm-hmm. there's a lot more to this character. Yes, and this one's one I struggled. I've got one person that I actually like quite a bit because she's so in her description. Let me put my paper here. Amber eyes, brown hair, deep golden skin, full dark lips, kind soft eyes. But she's I for some reason when we first read through this, I started thinking she was much older than she is. But I don't. I think she's maybe early thirties. Maybe, um, yeah. I don't think she's that old. Early, maybe mid-30s. Tops, yeah. Yeah, okay. Which reminds me, I've, I've got a name to add to 
fan casting for her, a last minute one that just came to mind oh. based on this for description. Ada? Okay. Yeah. Just for Ada. Just if you want to just write it down for now. But also, I mean, right now we know she's she's the one that has the perfect memory, yes. yeah. right? Where she, she remembers can, everything. everything. Right, which is why she can read manuals and do stuff, and mm-hmm. she can fly the jet and all of those things, which is cool and it's important, but it's her kind of personality and who she is that's more important, I think, right. long-term to the story. She is very much um, like the rock of a lot of this. Yes. She is not easily shaken. She because but she's not easily shaken because of how much she's seen because she was a servant right and with her ability she remembers everything she ever saw and heard and she saw and heard a lot yeah right. she remembers every conversation she's ever had I don't remember the people I talked to yesterday me either that's amazing I've already forgotten the first half of this episode <laughs> <laughs> wait we're recording an episode where am I. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that must be torture. So she needs to have, um, like, a pained look behind her eyes. You know what I mean? Yes. She needs to have... You can tell how much she's been through. Yeah, like with John, she needs to have the weight of knowing as well. Right. And then, like, the when she talks, everybody listens. Yes. So that's another thing that that character needs to have is that kind of assertiveness and speak with the confidence that quiets a room when they talk yes agreed yeah like can just hold people's attention not in an intimidating way just no. in a because it's captivating right yeah captivating yes you know she's talking she has something important to say exactly because she's she doesn't just run her mouth for no reason. Right. She only speaks when it's important. Yeah. Right. And like I've, okay, so I've read the first two books and I got a little bit into King's Cage the first time around. Mm-hmm. We know that. So I haven't read past like halfway through King's Cage. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, a lot of that stuff will be fresh to me when we go through that book. But just going through the wikis, we were talking about the wiki fandom. Going, wiki. Going through the wiki fandom, the page for Red Queen. Yeah, that's where I saw a lot about Ada. I'm like, wow, she's going to be really pivotal yeah. and integral in the next the rest of the story so yeah. that's made it much more important so again if, if you haven't checked out the red queen wiki fandom page check mm-hmm. it out a lot of awesome stuff there just google red queen wiki yeah you'll find it fandom It'll... wiki should be the first one that pops up yeah yep. just i think i it. think the actual site is fandom.wiki.com yeah. and yeah. then you find your fandom from there, from there. but just just google red queen yeah. wiki because there's an awesome it. timeline because they go through broken throne and all the other yes. writings yeah. of victoria aviard yeah there's a timeline that goes through everything it's really cool if you go to each character you can have like their their, their they complete born. timeline yeah, and, and everything. everything. The houses are all listed there. Because yep. yeah, that's really where I neat. got some like early on when we were keeping track of all that stuff. And then we decided not to. Because yeah. <laughs> it was too much work. It's really. And a lot of the stuff's annotated with where they got it from too. Yes. Which book and yeah. They have references. Wiki fandom is awesome. If yeah. there's anything you're ever looking for. It's wiki. Check there first. <laughs> Mia make, likes to make fun of me because I keep saying wiki. I don't he know why I say wiki, wiki fandom. You're combining. Wiki. Com- you're combining wiki leaks. I am. Wiki. Wiki. Wiki leaks. Wait so, a minute. Ada's <laughs> an important one. I've got one and it looks like Beth's got another one now. So good. That'll be awesome. I'll look that up real quick and add that to our fan cast. You'll recognize her once once I'm, you I'm, look her up. Okay. Um, next. Nanny. Nanny. Yeah. The hardest character for us to wrap our head around. <laughs> 
but I think I've got a good. No, just because the kids because... call your mom nanny. Yeah. <laughs> and so every time we hear nanny, I just all I can think of is your mom. And well, I'm like, also, when I did 101 Dalmatians, the narrator was named Nanny. Yeah. Right. And the girl that played her was the sweetest little child. Yeah. So. We can't do that for this one. No. Nanny needs to be uh, exuberant for her age. Yes. Very excitable. Mm-hmm. Um, she's older, old, small, old, small skinny, skinny, gray hair. Yeah. But she's still full of life. Right. And excited to find a use late in life. Yes. yes. And not be... I've, I feel like she's lived a relatively mundane life up yeah. until this. Yes. She may not have even known what she could do. And if she did, she didn't do it very often because she could get caught really easily. Mm-hmm. Right. So... She probably she's, had some fun with it, but not enough. She's not a, um, she's not reckless. No. So I don't think she would have been reckless with her ability, but I don't think she used it a lot before she yeah. was discovered. I and I agreed. It seems like you're right. She's lived a mundane life up mm-hmm. until now, and she just wants to do the most with whatever with time, whatever she, has time she has left. Yes. Yeah. An opportunity to save people. Great. Right. Yeah. Sign me up. She doesn't really care if she goes out there and she does something dangerous and she right. dies because she's old anyway. Right. And might as least, well go a hundred percent. Right. At least she's you only living. live once. Right. Right. Yeah. Piolomus. See? Piolomus? Piolomus. Piolo. Oh, I got it. P dash Y O L O Mus. M-U-S. P-Yolo. Mus. Gotcha. Yeah, Nanny's, Nanny's, I think, could be an awesome character, and I think I have the perfect actress to play her. I mean, Nanny is an awesome character. I, I, I just Nanny. thought of one, too, and I hope it's the same one that you have. If I don't know if it is or not, I'm going to write it on the back. Write it on the back. Let me see it. Tell you if it is or not. Oh, not yet. She's hiding it for a reason. Because the actress I'm thinking of isn't, I mean, she's played in something we've watched, someone who's older than she really is, because she's not as old as you think, but she's perfect for this role, in my opinion. I have a feeling we're thinking of the same person. Okay. Yeah, do do like some some light old age makeup. She doesn't, she really doesn't even need makeup because... It'll be fine. She's an actress who hasn't like had surgery or anything to make herself look younger, and she's never been one that's been cast because she's pretty or if that makes sense i feel like you guys are just dropping hints at each other now i don't even know who that is oh no oh okay <laughs> no but still <laughs> right it's not bad i think it could be good it could we'll be talk good. about it we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it, it. I'll, I'll put that one on there okay because i it, that it, the more you're talking about it i was like wow after i just watched insidious the first three yeah. insidious movies so and i've seen her in a lot of other things yeah, and she's yeah. a talented actress yeah yeah Okay, um, two more. We'll go, just kind of cover them together. Brie and Tramie. Brie and Tramie. We, we kind of talked earlier. We don't really yeah. have because I did not put them on here because they are just slabs of beef. What Buford and Numbnuts. Buford yeah. and Numbnuts. Don't they look? I mean, because they're kind of similar, right? Mm-hmm. They're both just giant slabs of beef, kind of interchangeable. Big beefy. I think later Tramie has a beard, and that's like the only way Mare differentiates yes. them. So the people that I found are are older. They're probably, you know, early 30s, but 
I think you could pass them off. I mean, I got to figure Bree and Tramey at like 23 and 21, having been to the front line for a while, yeah. are going to look a little aged. Yes. They're gonna, I have they're a feeling a lot of people in this are going to look, look older than they yeah. are. Except yeah. that's how we can distinguish the poor reds from the rich silvers. Yes. Right. Because the rich silvers can go and have their plastic surgery and then just get skin healed and it's like they never even had it. Right. Yes. The reds have lived rough I mean, lives from the time they were young. Isn't that what they healed. say Lodi, Lady Blanos Well, she's did? a blood healer, so she just heals herself. Yeah, but she's had so much work done, and then she just healed herself that her face doesn't look right anymore. Don't they mention that? I mean, her face doesn't look right anymore, but they never mention anything about like plastic surgery well, being involved. I, 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 I it would, could just be the fact that her ability does that. That's what she's could saying, be. yeah. I think, she, yeah, I think like she, her ability just lo- makes her look like that when she oh. uses it too much. Yeah, I was thinking surgery she, has nothing to do. Right, with Right, she would get like a surgery and then like try to heal herself oh. really fast or whatever because of the vanity. It kind of makes you wonder if she doesn't like wake up every morning, see a wrinkle, and use it, and that's why and that's it why. starts yeah, out yeah, over yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I like that. Yeah, and that, so her face just looks just messed up. Looks right. gross. So I think Bree and Tramey being older actors playing them is fine, and they don't need to. I think it's another one where. I don't think we need necessarily Oscar caliber actors to play no. Brian and Tramey. They just need to kind of fit the bill of they two have giant maybe like lumps of flesh that can ten lines total, total over yeah. all four books between they just the have two to be of them. Loyal, yep, and big beefy looking guys, yeah, and show that they care about their sisters, yeah, right, sis. Yeah, sis. <laughs> pat, pat, pat. But not too hard because then you're just hammering her into the ground. You're just gonna break her. And we do have She's a couple because we didn't we didn't actually cover Ma and Pa Barrow in the first one, did we? Did we actually no. do them? When we did them because I've got some good ideas. You do I do have a couple options. Yeah, there's one that gets kicked around for Mister Barrow all the time. That's so ridiculous. Which one? Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's like seriously. Come on. Come on. I have a good one because I, I don't think anybody in the stilts is that good looking, honestly. I've seen I think like you need to find yeah, yeah, I've normal looking people. I've seen like that's, Jason that's Bateman, too, Dennis Quaid, and I'm like, okay, for a little uh, too Jason old. Bateman, maybe. Uh, Dennis Quaid's like in his sixties, but he, he looks but he looks great, but I feel like Dan, I mean Daniel Barrow's probably fifty. Late probably, 40s, but he but looks he looks, bad. Yeah, because he's had a terrible life and I've, he's on his deathbed practically. I've got we an actor that I this. think is great for this, but I don't think people will buy into it because he's not handsome. He's not, he was handsome, but he doesn't necessarily look handsome anymore. Right. He's. We talked about this kind of. I think it was last night or a couple nights ago. They'd probably be about the same age that like you two are. Right. Right. Yeah. Late forties. Late forties, right early fifties. Yeah. That kind of range. So. Mrs. Barrow's definitely like graying early. Yeah. yeah. Prematurely gray. I picture her like Which you could not do on with such some... a what you call it scale, but like remember the picture that they used to show us in school that like represented the Great Depression? It's like the Dust Bowl woman. Do you yeah. know yeah. the photo I'm talking about? Have they showed you that in yeah, school too? I've seen that photo. I would think that that would be what Mrs. Barrow would look like, but like grayer hair. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just all the life has been sucked out of her. Right. Which like, you can do a, a lot with. Just basic makeup and yeah. Not putting. Yeah, she's essentially a single mom. Yeah, who caring for her invalid husband? Right. Yes. So she's basically got five kids. Yeah. In six kids in one of the poorest regions you can be in. Yeah. yeah. Running out of electricity rations, but constantly. Still somehow being the kind of backbone of the family right. she Loves still holds it ever together yeah. and and keeping the peace in the household right. as much as she can right so that's gonna Which be I a think tough with one five kids it's, it's just... not 
And Honey, she, stop you see trying. what Molly yeah. Weasley goes she's through. Got, yeah. She's got like the the dark the golden skin too, because of course they do. Yeah, they live, they're, they're outside the all the time. time. Brown I think she's they said they graying brown hair, like you said, and brown eyes. So they I feel like most of the stilts people look like they could just go back into the mud and and that would be like and they could just, they like, could just lay down in the silt and just disappear Except down Giza, into who's it. just like the random redhead. Right. She's the array of sunshine. Yeah. Aw, that's aw. cute. So, and Daniel's also, I think, with brown hair and... Yeah, same, similar. Same, but he's, right. obviously, he's going to look I worn. think kind of like you said with Nanny, like, um, or whoever we're talking about, like where... John. You could see that this person was once, at one time, handsome. Right. Yes. But... But life just has just, just sucked them, them dry. Yeah, yes, exactly. But they can't be overweight. Everybody has to be looking like underfed. Correct. Please don't pull Except a Hunger some... Games and have all these people be like insanely right. well fed. Yeah. Except for Bree and Tramie. Like, I feel like they should be like shouldery, but not like fat. You know what I mean? Like, because they don't eat a whole lot. Right. But they have to be able to maintain muscle. Right. I feel like that's why a lot of the descriptions of these people are like lean, wiry. They just don't eat very well. Right. Except for the rich people. Like right. they said, right. what's his name? Larylin had like a big belly. And I think that's how you can tell the rich people from the poor people one way easily. Right. Is that all these poor people are skinny. They yeah. don't eat anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that might be another Brian Tramey might be another dip into the wrestlers. Oh, for sure. Pool. For sure. Mm-hmm. Or stuntmen, something yeah. like that. But I think we're going to get the size we need more from wrestlers. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I've got some good ones for that. For sure. So awesome. I think yeah, that was that's the last of the characters. The ones that we actually have that we're going to be doing for, for the yeah. Because there's some other, I mean, there's a lot of characters in the books. We can't do the fan casting for every single character. No. Trying to pick the ones that are more integral to the plot, I think. Right. Right. And I feel like we've done that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a good, good kind of recap. And this discussion is what we're going to use to transition into the fan casting. So now we kind of have an idea, not just of appearance, but of what we need in the character. So when we come up, when I bring out all the suggestions, we can... Right. Go into that. And there are a couple that we did previously that I want to revisit. Right. Because if we you might include, have some new options. If you include all the ones we did in the first one that are on here, we have 21 characters to yes. get through. Yeah. And we can jump through some, because some I think we're are gonna, not going to change. Some And some are going to be really easy, just like him. Eh. Right. Because I know earlier... Not to get too much for our mayor, we had kind of gone back and forth, and I know Jen Ortega was one we were looking at. But since at. we did the last episode... Wednesday, Wednesday came, came out. out, and I have a whole <laughs> new respect for her yes. acting ability. And you ability. guys haven't seen Scream 5 or right. 6, but she's in those as well. So, so. she, yeah, she really kind of won me over. Yeah, definitely. And she's Go got... watch the second season of You and watch her kill Crystalia. You'll love her that yeah, much yeah. more. Yeah, and she's short, but she's also super tiny. So she does. she's not going to look like overfed right. for yes. someone out of the stilts. Right. So it's a good starting point to kind of cast and around. she can play any age from like 13 to 20. 20. Yeah. 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 And Her age that is she, very ambiguous when We know she that she screen. can deliver lines like, I don't want to be a pawn in your game right. she said it in Wednesday. So. Right. I refuse to be a pawn in someone else's corrupted game or whatever yeah. that line was. Mm-hmm. You'd think I would know it. I've watched Wednesday like so four many times. times. 
And I think she would have the ability to play that character without making you a hater. Yes. And that's going to be rough for Mayor, in my yeah. opinion. Because there are times hard. in the book where you're like, I just don't like her very I, much. Yeah, because think about how many times that we hear that Mare smiles. It's like None. four. It's like four yeah. total, maybe. Yeah. In two books. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to have to have somebody that can endear themselves to you without, without. being smiley and bubbly. And when I'm delivering some of the lines that make you want to go, God, I want to punch you in yeah. the face. Right. And still be like, okay, I kind of okay, understand. Okay. But right. like, Not going to be I easy. I get it. You've, you've been through some stuff, but like, er. Right. Exactly. So. Okay, we'll save that for the fan casting. Yep, we're 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 jumping over into the next episode. But if that conversation intrigues you, then please come back and join us for the first part of our fan casting episode, yes. which uh we Mia and I are getting ready to go on vacation and then we have a bunch of stuff coming and then I'm having surgery. So bear with us. We will try with the release dates to keep And then them. I'll have a show that yeah, I'm doing. Then we're sh- then we're into shows and everything else. So so bear well, with don't us. Forget Taylor. We, ta- yeah, 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 yeah. Taylor. Yeah, yeah. We after Taylor, the vacation. After the vacation. Taylor okay. surgery. Uh, Everything. Yeah, we have a lot coming up. So thank you so much for the you, the guys that are still hanging in there with us. We love our fans so much. Hang in there. We'll, we will be releasing this bonus episode material as on a regular schedule as we possibly as, yes. can. So thank yeah. you so much again for hanging in there with us. Thank you for listening to this episode. Mold this over in your mind and then join us next time for episode one of Fan Casting. Bye. 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 Bye.